Squats and Margaritas. It's Nicole DiGiacobi, the DG Girls on Instagram. You know her presets. I use them. I love them. Presets are what make all those beautiful Instagram pages look so cohesive and professional. She left a career in law and is now raising three young girls and running an empire and is Instagram goals. Her followers engage with her. It's just something that I'm struggling with. And I know a lot of other entrepreneurs are as well. I want to talk to her about how she grew her brand, how she stays consistent and doesn't get frustrated with the Instagram algorithm because I'm about done with it. Here's my episode with Nicole DiGiacobi. Thank you for doing this. Yeah, this is so fun. So I met you at my nephew's birthday party and went right up to you to learn, first of all, just to meet social media royalty as you are. Oh, yeah. And ask all the questions. And then I'm like, this is an episode. Why don't we have this conversation on the podcast for moms who've started a brand and maybe are frustrated that they're not seeing growth. Mm -hmm. Um, it may be our second guessing it because like you, they had a former career, wanted to talk about Mm -hmm. all of that, but I wanted you to start with your story. How did you go from lawyer (laughs) to mompreneur? Oh man, it's a, it's a long story. Yeah, give it to me. <laughs> there are many, many different steps that led me down this path. Um, I have always had an interest in photography, like even in college, high school, I was always taking photography classes, but for some reason, I just never, when people ask you, what do you want to do? I just never thought like, oh, I'm going to be a photographer. It was always something something else. So for me, that was, uh, becoming a lawyer and going to law school and following that whole path, which I did. Um, but I found myself on the weekends taking photos for friends. Um, I used to do pageants. So I had a lot of pageant girls ask me to do headshots. And so my photography, I was kind of growing a photography business on the side during law school without even realizing it. Right. And then once I graduated, well, okay. So there's a story with that. So I actually walked across the law school stage pregnant with Olivia. Ah. So I always say Olivia has a law degree. So she's smart. <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, and so I had to decide at that point, um, you know, am I going to be a stay at home mom or am I going to pursue a law career? So I ended up getting a job at JP Morgan Chase in their anti-money laundering department while I was pregnant. Wow. And I loved it. Um, but I, at the, I mean, at the very end, right before I had Olivia, my boss was like, okay, you need to let us know, are you coming back or are you going to stay home? And so mm-hmm. I decided to stay home. And then as I, you know, was raising her as a baby, I just, my photography work and business just started to grow a lot more. And so it was almost like an easy transition out of it because I had something else that I loved doing and it didn't feel like work. And I was like, this is great. I'm making money, staying home with my daughter at the same time. So that was that first initial taste of like what it's like to be a mom and also run a business from home. Was it weird or like a hard decision just to get like all that work to go through law school and just feeling like, oh, well, yeah. I, I made it through law school. I have to do this now. Like I can't be a photographer. It after was a hard that. decision before, um, she was born. Once she was in my arms, it was a very easy decision. I love that. And my boss was very flexible. He was like, okay, like, you know, take your maternity leave and decide after, 
And so it was like the first week I was like, I'm not going back. <laughs> wow. So then I you're taking, know. you're doing your photograph business, raising just Olivia at that point. Yes. And okay. the reason so I had had a, a plan, I was going to, you know, go to law school and work at a law firm for a few years and do that whole career path. Um, but my family has a history, like my mom, my aunt has a history of uh, infertility. So wow. I had seen an infertility doctor to make sure to test my blood levels, to just make sure that I was not going to have those same issues. But when we went, he said, you have the egg count of a 40 year old and you need to start trying now. Wow. And so Matt and I had only been married, I think like a, a year or two. Um, and we just, you know, we were like, okay, like it is what it is. We're going to try if we can have kids, we can, if we can't. So we did IUIs, um, you know, Clomid, like the whole thing. And mm -hmm. then it wasn't working. We had three failed IUIs and then, um, had purchased the IVF medicine and we were going to do IVF. And we went on a vacation to Florida together. And I was like, I'm just going to take a break. We're not going to focus on this. And I was drinking margaritas because I had originally cut out alcohol. You know, I, knew I liked you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we ended up getting pregnant that month. And so, yeah, it just kind of, it threw off my, my plan, but everything has just worked out the way it should have. It's crazy when you can look back and you don't see it then, but then you see it mm -hmm. years later. Yeah. When Olivia was born, it's so funny. I always say I was the mom that was like, I'm not going to share my kids on social media. I didn't really have a reason. I was just, I just thought like, okay, well, I'm just going to be extra protective. I'm not going to share our lives on social media. I'll keep them off. Um, and as I started taking pictures of her, she's, you know, six months old, a year, I'm getting all these great photos. I was like, I have to share these. Like, yes. and, and she's absolutely a, stunning. All of them. Oh, thank you. And I had a huge family. shift where I just started sharing her photos on Instagram. And this is before influencer was even a term. Like when, when, exist. how long ago? 2014, 15. Okay. So that's when I first decided to start Instagram. And I came across um, another mom influencer at the time. I don't even know if she's on Instagram anymore, but her name was Burt's Bees. And she had this she beautiful, is. cohesive feed. And I was like, I want to do that. So I just started taking more photos of Olivia. And then I had a brand reach out and say, hey, can we send you some products if you take photos of it, of your daughter and share it? And that was the first experience I had ever had. And I'm like, okay, this is cool. But what happened was I started saying yes to too much and became overwhelmed yeah. and was like, okay, I, I can no longer take free products. And I had an agency, which was so crazy to think about back then because not many of them existed, but I had an agency reach out and she said, there's this brand lucky Jade that's in, I think it was Nordstrom. She's said, how much would you charge to take photos? And I was like, charge, I can charge for this. Let me get and, back to you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I was actually very transparent with her. I was like, listen, I've never charged a brand. I wouldn't even know where to begin with that. And she helped me along the way, figure that out. Um, and that was my first paid campaign. And it wow. was from there. I just, you know, said to myself, like, I have to make sure the things that I'm taking on are going to be worth my time because it's taking time away from my kids. Yeah. Um, well, Olivia at that time. So that's kind of where moving forward. I just, if a brand reached out, I would say what my rate was 
And, you know, there was, there were no contracts between the brands back then. It was just yeah. very like, Hey, let's talk on DMS and yeah. Right. So it's been amazing to watch the industry evolve. And obviously now it's a lot more saturated and, you know, it's harder to grow and it's just a completely different world. You make me think of imposter syndrome, right? When you said your rates, like I'm always yeah. like, afraid to put a rate out there. Cause I don't want him to think that's too much, but then I don't want to like yeah. undercut myself. Then I start second guessing mm-hmm. like my content and like, I don't want to let them down. And that's where I <laughs> struggle. That's where most people actually struggle. That's one of the, like the main questions I get from even friends that have been doing it for a while. Like, Hey, a brand reached out and they want X, Y, and Z. What would you charge? Like people just don't know where to charge or yes. how much to charge. And I have uh, an ebook that's like 90% done. <gasps> I need to get it into the world, but it covers <laughs> all of this. It covers when a brand asks you for the rights to use your content on their social media or their website. Um, I just am always like, sure. Like, like, can we repost this? I'm like, yeah, because then my, my page is going places. No, No, they want you to think that. No. Oh, you have to charge for that. Um, (laughs) exclusivity is where they'll tell you if you work with our brand, you're not allowed to work with, you know, all these other brands mm-hmm. and you have to charge for that because you have to think if any of those other brands were to come and offer you a campaign, you're losing out on that money. Yeah. So that's worth something. It's a lot. <laughs> you should be a coach. Are you a coach? Like you should charge just no, to, like sit I'm down not. with someone like me and be like, here's what's happening here. I know you would tell me you're all over the place. You do TikTok baby voices, you do workout (laughs) videos, you do child fashion, and you need to pick a lane. And I I, know that about myself, but I also want my page to be me and all of those things encompass who I I am. But brands are probably like, you need to be somewhere and be that. Yes. (laughs) Yes. It's so true. I mean, I do think you can incorporate fitness and motherhood in a really nice way. And you do that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's hard to know what the brands are looking for. I'm all over the place too, half the time. I feel like I know I'm mostly like motherhood photography, but I say to Matt all the time, I'm like, okay, so am I a photography expert or am I an influencer or am I a mompreneur? Cause I have my own preset business, you know, you're it's all like of that. All hats. You're all of it. I know, but and it's you're hard succeeding. to, yeah. It's... Thank you. Okay. Pottery barn. <laughs> like what is even happening? Pottery Barn is a very interesting and fun way that relationship developed. Um, so, okay. <laughs> so this is back when Olivia was born. It's, it's crazy how it's come full circle too, because I'm currently doing a baby's first Christmas campaign for Mia. Oh. Um, and I did that same campaign oh. for Olivia when she was a baby. So I'm like, oh my gosh, this is almost seven years later yeah. and I'm still sure. working with them and having a relationship, which has been really cool because that relationship has evolved. Like in the beginning, it started with free product and I continued to work with them for free product for much longer than I would have with any other brand because it is Pottery Barn yeah. and I love them. <laughs> yeah. I'd be so, like, whatever you want to send me. Yeah. But yeah. I get it. I get what you're saying too. I mean, at some but point now I'm getting paid by them with all this amazing product. Mm. And so it's, it's just, it's been worth the seven years. Yeah. God. <laughs> um, but maybe does it take yeah. seven years? Like, no, it doesn't. Am I just, am I bitching about things when I've been doing this two years and I just need to 
put my time two in. Two years is not a lot. I will say that two years, it feels like a lot, but it's not that long. Um, it, it feels like, it, like it's content. not going away. This it's industry, not, I know. And it, I know. feel like I work so hard on content mm-hmm. or like my message, my message is a lot of it is eating disorder recovery, or I'll try to like write this whole motivational post sharing all this stuff that I just want to speak to someone. I Mm -hmm. feel like no one sees it. Like no, there's no, my, my content just sits there and I see other content. How should I, that yes, have more engagement and you're, and it's not as high quality. And you're like, what is happening? A hundred percent. There's no, yeah. it'll be like happy Monday. And I'm like, uh-huh. happy Monday. And I wrote like four, four paragraphs and it's not even like, it's a filtered picture or it's out of focus. And I'm just like, yeah. And I see, and then I'm like, is it bots? Because then you get, as soon as you get to a certain amount of following, everybody right. message you, do you want to grow your following by 50,000? Of, of course I do. Yeah. I don't bots do not help there someone that is, has a book or a podcast boss. Right. Don't subscribe to podcast boss. Don't yes. buy books. And I am trying to spread my message to like a woman to find herself again. What like random bot, or even if it's not a bot, if it's a real person, that's like a yeah. dude somewhere that right. doesn't help doesn't me. Matter. I wish I could target my genre of people, moms, like fitness, yeah. eating disorder recovery. They don't see my stuff. And I it makes me just be like, why am I even creating content that no one sees? It's very frustrating. It is. My biggest tip for that would be to, and I don't know if you've tried this yet, but to collaborate with other influencers that are in your niche and offer something of value to your audience. So what's worked for me is I've, I've, you know, collaborated with a few of my close friends on giveaways, especially with the holidays coming up. We put together, whether it's a vacation package, you all chip in a little bit of money and you offer this prize package, whether, you know, a lot of the popular ones are like the frame TVs. Um, what, so it doesn't have, really quick, it doesn't have to be, a, oh, well, Peloton would work. It doesn't have to be something that goes with my like I don't have Not to give something, but you could, you could okay. something. just yeah. something somebody would want. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Something that, yeah. For the holiday that they would be interested in. And then you create a graphic and then you all pick a day to share about this giveaway. And in order for them to win, they are required to follow you. And most likely the audiences are going to overlap and have an interest in your stuff. So they're less likely to unfollow. So I've found that I've had the biggest retention doing those type of collaborative giveaways with others in my industry. That is so, so retention is so, cause yes. yeah, there'll, there'll be a giveaway and everybody's like, yeah, to enter and they don't win. And they're like, bye-bye. Right. Like the <laughs> Kylie Jenner giveaways, <laughs> things like that, which yeah. I actually did one of those for my preset account. And it was, it was awful. It, it oh, was I thought you were about to say awesome. It was a waste it was awful. Of, no, it was a waste of money. The mm. followers just unsubscribed to the email list. Cause that one had a second level of like, you know, follow on Instagram, subscribe to the email list. None of it. It just was not oh. worth it. Yeah. I just wish um, grow organically, like not have to do Instagram all this. Instagram makes it really hard to grow organically. Where yeah. else should I be? Like TikTok somebody- is popular. Is yeah, that what you I'm mean? I'm on TikTok, but I do like baby voices. Like I don't, they, they don't have any, <laughs> I do lip syncs because I okay. enjoy it. And, but it has nothing to do. Well, some of them do. I'll do like transformation. Creating content and, and do not be afraid to try something different. Something's going to stick. And that's when you see these, 
accounts that just magically blow up overnight, it's because they usually have had a viral video, a viral reel, something on TikTok. And TikTok is a lot easier to grow on than Instagram. So people are sharing and focusing more energy on TikTok. Um, I have a friend, Patty, who has, she's 50 years old. She has uh, three grown sons and a little girl that's five. And her story is just amazing. And she shifted her energy onto TikTok and has blown up. And last week she was featured in People Magazine. Wow. Simply by just making that small shift and putting out a bunch of different content, different videos and reels. And it's worked for her. That's because everybody's um, like, do reels now. So I'll do some of the TikToks that I, I mean, what would you consider viral? Like I've had. You don't know. That's the thing. You like TikToks, to- I've had like 500,000 oh. views. Oh yeah. Okay. Viral. So, but I don't get more followers. Yeah. It has to be in the millions. (laughs) I've never hit a million. Okay. But I've had some that are like, I was like, Whoa, like you can tell right away on TikTok. You put something out. If it, if it's going, it goes immediately. It'll be like, immediately. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't grow into, I have like 5,000 followers on TikTok and I have for months, like it doesn't go up ever. And how long have you been pursuing TikTok? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I don't know, a, a minute, not as long as Instagram. Well, that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> give it a year, give it two years. Okay. You know, consistency I have noticed, and especially watching other influencers in my niche, consistency pays off and it's hard. Like even I struggle with it. Sometimes I will go a week without, or two weeks without posting to my actual feed. I'm active on stories, but there's times where I'm not consistent and my engagement will plummet because of it. See, I was worried about the opposite. First of all, you wait to post post to your feed because it's going to be a beautiful, like aesthetically pleasing, beautiful picture. And so I'm just putting up mm-hmm. random thing. Like I had Katie Kirk the other day. I have three different things that are like screenshots. Thank you. I saw that. Screenshots of Katie Kirk and I, it's not like a beautiful thing, but I'm posting it and yeah. she shared all my stuff. I think I maybe got a hundred followers. I like it's I, I don't. It's when someone shares my content, I'm like, here we go. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Amy Schumer. I had two, I did two TikToks and Amy Schumer shared them both. And not like, I didn't even, I don't think I, I got any followers it's, from that. So I'm like, hard. I don't know. What. It is very hard to get people to click the follow button. I will say the giveaways work because, okay. So even our, our good friend, um, Lokash just released an amazing album And we were talking strategies on how to get people to, you know, download the album. And again, a giveaway, a money incentive, a vacation package, a TV. People love having a reason to follow. Um, And I'm not talking about loop giveaways or any of that, like, I hate that spammy stuff. None of that stuff works. Cause again, it's not, it's not a, a unique audience that, right crossover and it's going to stay retention. Yeah. 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 It's all about retention. Um, okay. But if you can find a handful of people that, you know, are very similar, maybe they're moms, entrepreneurs, fitness, yes, you know, and you just all get together and pick a date and there can't be a lot. It's, I always keep it six and under. Okay. Cause it's Um, too many steps. Yep. Too many steps. The Again, people, people I follow that are kind of like my account and they're going to have the same following they're, like exactly. the same niche that they're looking for. Yeah. I guess I was just always worried that they would leave after the giveaway, but then it's like, it's, so you like will have a concept. small drop off, but that's okay because you'll have people that stay and then you are able to build a relationship and, you know, 
with those people that are sticking around. And there might be somebody that's like, oh, I forgot to unfollow her, but I actually like her content. So I'm going to stick around. And that, that helps, you know, you made me think of that too. When you just said, sometimes you'll go a week without posting. I had some, Emily sky and fitness. She was like 2.5 million. She mm-hmm. told me when she posts, that's when she sees the drop off. Cause she's like, people oh, yeah. don't realize they're following me. So she's yeah. like, I stay high. Yeah. And then I post and people are like, oh, so she's like, I'm almost like scared to post because that's yeah. when I drop off. And I was like, you that's, drop off. That's happening to a ton of people. So it's not, you just it's, can't take it personal. It's, it's Instagram's algorithm and just Instagram in general right now. Why it, are they doing this? Like, why? I know. <laughs> I know. If you want to why don't them. they want to celebrate like <laughs> strong content, helping people, but it's the same things. Like people do the same TikTok a million okay. times and it's same not even song. on same song. They're not, the lip sync isn't even on and it goes viral. And I've done yeah. that same TikTok and yep. hit the lip sync but I go nowhere and it's a better lip sync of it. And then yeah. I'm just like, what is the point? Like your I, account has not been picked up by the algorithm yet. No, ever. Yeah. It just, but once it does and it can happen and I've watched it, you have to just stay consistent for I do. a certain amount of time. Sometimes I feel like I post too much. I, <laughs> I do. I'm consistent. I, I yeah. have, I'm, I'll like keep notes of things. And then there's so many, I, I like, be like, keep this in case I need to post something. I never get to that point because something I do a lot, like just off the cuff. Yeah. And then I'm like, I posted it's twice great. today. I never run out of th- like, that isn't an issue for me. But then I worry about, is it too much? Is it all over the place? Which it no. is. Gary V over- will tell you, do you know Gary V? Yes. Do well, I don't yeah. know he Gary V. Well, I follow Gary V. <laughs> he will tell you it's never enough. I mean, it's never oh. too much. You can post three times a day and it's great. Does, um, does Instagram want me to post three times? What does Instagram want me to do? <laughs> I, the more you're on the app, the better. Yeah. Which is so crazy and terrible to say, but Nobody, I know, right. I don't want to see my like, your screen content is keeping people on the app. One trick I have noticed if you ever want your story views to triple is to do this or that. Have you seen a lot of bigger influencers doing yes. like this or that? You and know, then there's like 10 slides of it. Cause oh. it's, um, people are engaging Something with, with the algorithm right now is making your views triple because I I've done it twice it, and it did. it's annoying. Cause it's like, I don't oh, want to sell right. out to the algorithm. I know. I don't want people to be like, Oh, you're just making up something and be like, yes, I am. Yep. <laughs> I should just own it. Right? <laughs> you're like, you know what? This next slide is a sellout to the algorithm. Let's see yes, what happens. It's to get and my views won't be like, Oh, she's just, cause I'm owning it. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It. Oh okay. My I saw I something on TikTok that was like, it was just a person talking. She's like, I heard that if you make a TikTok video, that's exactly seven seconds, your following will increase by whatever. <laughs> Let's see what happens. And then she stops oh it at God. seven seconds and it went. Yeah. And I was like, oh, because TikTok like seven second videos. <laughs> wow. Then I, I, there's, and that probably has changed because it's like the algorithm is always changing. Right. Now it's about saves and sharing your content. No one mm-hmm. cares about likes or comments anymore. Yep. So something like a workout that they say, yeah, a workout, a recipe, something they want to come back to. Cause I can do something funny. No one's going to want to keep watching, like save that. So I have to think about what is creating value and something that they'd want to come back and see again. Exactly. Mini workouts for moms. I think that would be a great one. So knowing that somebody can wake up, go to your page and just get the quick 15 to, you know, 20 minute workout in that. It's going to, you know, make them feel great. And then they leave your page feeling great and knowing they can come back to you tomorrow or the next day for another, you know, workout or that something of value. I get it. I, I love it. Um, I know. 
but Did yeah, you? it's frustrating. It's frustrating to everyone. You're hearing you say it's frustrating makes me feel better about it. More squats and margaritas in a moment. Now this. For so long, I would just have a glass of wine or two before bed and I would fall asleep fine. But a couple hours later, I'd be wide awake. And that's because wine has sugar. Make the transition to tequila. Tequila has no sugar, no carbs. It's gluten free. And I just found a tequila that is additive free, a clean spirit called Inspiro Tequila that was developed by a woman. It's crafted by women and every step from developing the taste profile to getting it on the shelves. It's all women and they support other women. Right now they're giving my listeners 10% off at InspiroTequila.com with promo code Margaritas10. That's Margaritas and the number 10 at InspiroTequila.com. It's smooth. You can sip it on the rocks or in a skinny margarita. And right now you can get it for 10% off at InspiroTequila.com. Now back to squats and margaritas. Did you have like that? Did the whole following or most of your following come years ago? So no, no. My first a hundred thousand, um, was probably in, in the initial, yeah, probably the first few years. And then, yeah. And then after that, it was utilizing all of the influencers and people I, I know here in Nashville and, you know, partnering with them for my presets and having them share my account that way, having people share, um, editing tutorials, uh, doing the giveaways, of course, with, you know, some of my, my close friends here. I just, I talked to the marketing director and say, Hey, what can you give us to offer to my audience? And my friend, Holly, Arfo farmhouse, she's got a million plus followers and it's just asking. And it's like, yeah. you can't be afraid to ask. That's I wouldn't those. think to ask. <laughs> yeah, You just have to ask. And if somebody says no, oh, well, you move on. Yeah. Ask somebody else. You just can't be afraid to ask. It's imposter syndrome again. Cause I'm like, you're not afraid to ask because look at your page and look at your following and your engagement. That's the other thing. Like people, you can tell when people buy followers because yeah. they have a hundred thousand followers and they get 26 likes on their pictures. And I'm just like, do you think that people don't see that? Like, I know. It doesn't match up. Like, honey. I know. I know. And brands see that though. People okay. will, brands will not, they're not working with brands. Brands okay. see that stuff. Back so, in the day, I don't think they had the um, software to analyze accounts in that way. And so maybe people would partner with them then, but now no, the agencies and the brands are very smart when it comes to okay. authentic engagement. If someone's looking to monetize their Instagram, what is mm-hmm. like your number one? Like, I know you have an ebook coming out. Something yeah. you can give us from the ebook that would be your tip, um, how they go about, do they reach out to the brand? And like, do you have like a pitch sheet on you that you, yeah, so that's part of what, yeah, that's part of what the ebook will include is, you know, how to pitch to a brand. Um, I always say, keep it short, let them know why you love the brand. Um, you would, it's unbelievable. The amount of emails I've received for my preset business alone that are very like, want to work with you you know, will you send us preset? Will, will you send me presets? Um, and like, that's it. And it's like, you cannot send an email to a brand. That's two sentences. Yeah. You know, you have to have a reason and um, let the brand know who you are and why they should work with you. But again, keeping it short. Um, so pitching is, yeah, you can definitely pitch to brands. Also, who do you send it to? Sorry, real quick. Like, do so you, you can message you can them? Google 
you know, you can Google um, PR. I always just do PR for the brand. You can send them a DM and say that works a lot. So if I want to work with the brand, um, for instance, there was a water filter system that I wanted to work with for our house. And so I just DM'd them on Instagram because there's always somebody with big brands like that. There's always someone managing their social media. Mm -hmm. So I just DM them and say, Hey, is there a good email for me to send a pitch to? And they'll reply with an email. And that's pretty consistent. I haven't had anybody really ever reply, not reply with an email. Okay. And so then you would take that email and send them a pitch. Um, for Mia's nursery, this is a good example. You can create a mood board. So if there's a room and you're looking for product exchange for furniture or something. So for Mia's nursery, I knew I wanted to work with Pottery Barn. Um, so I just put together a mood board that showed the items I liked and said, you know, hey, I would love to work together on a nursery reveal. What are your thoughts? Here's what I have in mind. They came back, they made some tweaks to the mood board, asked if we'd be willing to promote their modern green guard products. And I was like, yeah, sure. So there we go. We moved forward with a collaboration. Man. Yeah. I wonder if you could help me. So I'm usually, yes, I would love to do more. Like I have two, I have a water flow hydration and then a tequila brand that I just partnered with. And they both make sense to my brand, like fitness and staying hydrated and drinking margaritas. But my, who I'm pitching is people to come on like you. So when I go to an account that has a million, um, somebody like a real housewife, let's say that has a million followers, there's never an email. There's never their agents email Well, sometimes. So I will email, I mean, I will Google agent, like Kyle Richards agent, nothing comes up or they want you to pay for it or something. So what I, this is what I'm doing now. I will, my pitch. I will obviously be like, here's a recent episode with Teddy Mellencamp, like somebody she knows, or if it's uh, now anyone in the world, I'm going to say, here's a recent episode with Katie Couric to kind of legitimize me or be like, oh, this person did it. Yeah. So I do that or I'll see who they're following. Mm-hmm. And nine times out of 10, I've had somebody that they follow on Instagram. And I say, oh, here's a recent episode with this person, but yeah. nobody ever. And I, so I totally target it. Um, I write why I want them specifically. It's not just like, here's the show, what the show's about. I love how you balance being a mom and fitness and still have time for this. You mentioned an eating disorder, like specifically nobody respond first, or I'll have that. I don't know where that to send that. I'm not going to yeah. DM that whole thing. They'll never see a message from me because they have a million followers. So I am like ready to pitch and I don't know where to send it. Yeah. <laughs> how do I get their agent or like, I don't know how to do that. Yeah, that's where to send it. That's difficult when it comes to some of like the bachelorette contestants and contestants like that. Yes. Um, How do you? Yeah, I don't. How do you get to that? that. Because I DM and I get friends. So relationships. So seeing who you have in in common. So, um, for example, I wanted to work with Hannah. I think it was Hannah Ann for my presets, Mm -hmm. and she was not responding to my DMs. And so I looked to see who we had in in. Yeah, common and reached out to one of my friends that knows her and said, Hey, can you shoot her a message? And most, you know, most likely they will, or maybe they don't want to. I'm afraid to do that. I don't want them to feel like I'm using them. Like, can I, I, can I DM Teddy and ask her to reach out to Kyle? Yes. But I don't want to do that. Like, I know, I know, but I have to, why not? Yeah. I would only do it to some of my close friends. Okay. Yeah. I don't have a friend that isn't like the ones that I want 
Carly, I, I feel like would be a great resource. <laughs> so Josephine Scriber is doing it. <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart. I obviously, yes. I like all of a sudden yes. have these big, and it's all because of Carly. you're here because of Carly. So, I mean, you wouldn't said- have to ask Melissa Joan Hart after your interview. Yes. Hey, do you have any recommendations on who you think would be great for my podcast? Let her yeah. like, you know, let her give you a couple names. And then that's how it just, you know, goes one after the next. And if they've already had a good experience with me, I just feel bad oh, yeah. asking for that. But like I had a, a hypnotist on and uh, what's it, Kimberly Friedmutter. She's been on like, she's like a celebrity hypnotist, but she talked about um, reciprocity. She's like, yeah. women are so scared. She's like, everything is give to get. And you, you give something and then you ask for something back. And like, we shouldn't feel bad about it. That's how the world works. And I was like, I, I guess know. so. But I'm always like, so I feel like I'm just overstepping or no. like, I don't want her to think I had you on because I wanted to see if you could get me to somewhere else. Like I'm always no. worried about my perception and I, I want to get someone organically. And like, yeah. I met Melissa at, at 1230 and we chatted about moving to the South and then, but I wouldn't have met Melissa had I not been at that event with Carly. That's how the world works. I know. (laughs) I always say relationships are worth more than money. Like relationships will take you so much further. And it's, it's so true. And I've seen it so much in my own business too. Ever since we moved to Nashville, um, where everyone is. Yeah. The community here is amazing. And you know, I work with one, one influencer and then she connects me with another and, you know, cause just, you ask, you have yeah. to ask. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's like, Hey, who can you refer me to? Or do you have any ideas or recommendations for who I should have on my podcast next? Okay. Something as Perfect. simple as that. Yeah. And, and if they don't respond, it's not like I asked them. Something and if they don't respond, weird. then oh well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't want to lose that relationship because they feel you like won't. I you won't. Okay. You can't be afraid <laughs> of that. You won't. I don't want it to look like I'm trying to, um, leverage my relationship with them to get other people. I don't want them to feel that way. I know what you mean. You know, like, yeah. Oh, can I get you this person? Like wh- who no. are you? Like, <laughs> I know you just have to brush that away and know that okay. you're not going to make people feel that way. People Sometimes. understand that you are looking oh, for sorry. guests on the podcast, you know? Yeah. It's not like you're asking them to go buy a $500 <laughs> product, you know? when I have a partnership right now, I have a tequila brand and a water company. When I get somebody, I send them a gift box from here's a tequila or something because they're getting something and my sponsors are getting out. So That's genius. It, and it's always like a person that they're trying to reach out to too, right. like, cause a woman makes the purchasing decisions. And so I do that like a thank you with a bottle of tequila or something. So uh, smart. So then maybe when I ask, <laughs> yes. like, Hey, remember the tequila gift to get, <laughs> Oh my gosh. That's I won't funny. think about it that much. I wanted to ask you also, are you at home with your kids when you, like, do you have working hours that you have to set? Like you mentioned a nanny, oh, are they all yes. over the place or all over the place, but you have all like weave them into your brand. Like you've made them a part of it. Yes. So like you can, which has helped, helped um, or made it like super like chaotic. <laughs> no, I will say it's, it's helped and they have grown. I mean, Olivia, especially has grown up just knowing mommy takes pictures and mommy records. Um, Mm -hmm. and she enjoys it. Like she half the time shows off for the camera, but, um, you know, I would never make them do anything they didn't want to do. And if they didn't enjoy it, then I would just pivot my account. And now that they're getting older, I am also thinking about that. Like I have a interior home account that I've started, but I've neglected it. Um, but if I wasn't doing photography in this, I would be 
sharing our home. I love home decor. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, having them be a part of what I do. I mean, that's how it started taking pictures of Olivia and, you know, sharing about being a mom and balancing everything. That's how I started my brand. Um, and yeah, we, I love it. There was a point when my preset business was growing, uh, and just, I was feeling overwhelmed. I took a break from brand partnerships because it was getting stressful. And so when anything seems to like overwhelm me or stress me out, I just cut it off. So like, if you don't see me on Instagram on stories for a couple of days, it's because I'm feeling overwhelmed. You're taking them out. Yeah. And so I tell myself like, it's okay. It's not the end of the world. If you don't show up one day on social media, it's not the end of the world. Taking that pressure off of yourself is really important because you can get so stressed out feeling like you need to show up all the time and your mental health and your family, that's the stuff that comes first. And if you start feeling that overwhelm, I I feel like for me, taking a step back and off of social media is how I can like re, you know, regroup. Yeah. And that's what works for me. Speaking of like overwhelmed, like I am everything for squats and margaritas. I'm the assistant. I'm like pitching guests. I'm pitching myself for press. Like nobody is, are you all the DG girls? Like, is that you or do you? Okay. How did you hire people and trust that they had the same vision for your brand without being like, can I just see what you're working on over there? (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh, there it's, it's a whole dynamic. So when I started sharing photo tutorials on Instagram, people were asking for more and they kept asking for presets. And I was like, okay, I can create presets, but you know, you can go on Etsy and go buy presets for like $5. Like can you really quick? I just realized I never said if anybody doesn't know what a preset is. Yeah. A preset is pretty much a professional filter. It's an easy one click way to edit your photos using an app called Lightroom, which is a free app that you download. And so you put your pictures into Lightroom, apply a preset and adjust it. And then it makes your feed look cohesive. It makes yep. your iPhone photos look, you know, professional. Yeah. Um, so people were asking for the presets and I had originally started a monthly membership website that, um, people could pay and I would share photography tips that it was okay. It wasn't a huge success. Um, I found I was spending way too much time and was not getting a lot out of it. Mm-hmm. So I closed that down. And from that, everybody kept asking for presets and I was like, okay, I'm just going to create one bundle of presets. So everyone leaves me alone. Yeah. <laughs> and I created it and launched it. And I was like, okay, wow. Like wow. this is what my audience had wanted all along. Their moms, they wanted a quick, easy way to edit their photos. They didn't want to sit and watch editing videos and tutorials no. in my yes. membership site. So that, so the membership site kind of led me down the preset path. And then, um, from there, I noticed there was a girl in our membership site that was very active in the Facebook group. Mm -hmm. Um, her name was Bevin and she lived in California and she was constantly answering questions, chiming in, like beating me to, you know, people's questions. So I was like, who is this girl? She really stood out to me. Come on, Bevin. She was, Come a, on over. She was a medical biller working oh. in California. Yeah. And wow. so I just kind of kept my eye on her <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. I gave her a few like small things to do. I said, Hey, would you be willing to create a tutorial on this or um, help me out with a logo on my website because I'm thinking of launching presets. And 
she was with me as I was walking down this journey to create these presets and bring them into the world. And so she, there came a point where, um, I asked her, you know, what will it take for you to leave your full-time job and work with me? Because at that point, I think she had been doing projects and contract work on the side for like six months and the presets preset business was just growing. I was starting to utilize influencers and, um, we started an affiliate program and it just took off. And so she talked to her husband. We were also throwing this in. We were filming a pilot for a show called the business of Instagram. And so all of this, as it was happening, was being filmed. That show got put on the back burner because of COVID. Is that coming out? I know I talked to the producer, uh, two months ago when I had Mia and, um, he's like, Hey, we have some talks at Facebook or YouTube. Um, let's connect in a few months and see where we're at. See if you know, anybody we're trying, we have this huge, uh, pilot that's like 20 minutes long and all this footage because we shot for two months. Um, and we just haven't done anything with it, but I, the concept of the show is take me as a micro influencer and fly me to meet with all these accounts that have a million plus followers and take the, you know, the advice that they give me and apply it to my own brand. And as I grow, the viewers are watching in like live time weekly. And that was the concept of the show, which was cool. What I'm doing today. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like you tell me how to do better on Instagram. Yeah. Because you have made it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. You're an influencer. You're not a, you, are you considered a micro influencer? I was you're not a million? I was at a hundred thousand. Oh, that's an influencer. Yeah. No. And so that was two years ago. I flew out to California, met with, um, Katie Stauffer. Gary V was on the, was on the pilot. Um, mm. it's, it's pretty cool, but, um, anyway, so they flew out to see Bevan and film her having the conversation with her husband asking and saying, Ooh. Hey, I'm thinking of leaving my job. to go do social media, something she's never really done before. Um, So it's just really cool. Like she took a leap of faith and she is still my right arm. Like I love her to death and she, you know, helps me on a daily basis. And then we, um, you know, we have our web person that helps with the website. And then we have Jasmine who helps with social media and linking and just all of that. I'm all those people. (laughs) It's In the beginning, I will say it was a lot of late nights. And that's part of what that pilot captured was my working hours as a mom are after bedtime. And yep. so from, you know, seven, eight o'clock to midnight, that is when I grew my business. And now three years later, I finally have the people in place to help me run it. So I'm not staying up that late. However, I have all the content for Pottery Barn that was due last week and I still haven't gotten to it. So I'll be up late tonight. I know I'm feeling guilty right now. I'm like looking at the time. I, um, oh, it's fine. <laughs> this has been, you have given me so many tips. I wanted you to end it with just your number one tip to that mom. That's maybe thinking of leaving a career because she has an idea and she wants to start a brand, but is kind of feeling like you're not sure. Like what is your tip to someone considering being a mompreneur and launching their own brand? Uh, I would say stay, use your, your job that you're currently in for financial purposes, but know that eventually you you'll, the goal is to leave that job. And so really managing your time, like I said, like in the evenings after the kids go to sleep, taking that, that time to really 
backcourt into what you actually want to be doing is really important because I, I, I always say like, I, I never, I never binge shows or any of that stuff. When I was growing my business, I was putting everything I had into growing it. And I think that makes a difference. Um, but following what you love, never being afraid to, to ask, of course, I feel like that's a big takeaway <laughs> for me, at least <laughs> getting rid of imposter syndrome. Yeah. Um, and again, relationships are worth more than money, building those relationships, networking, all of those things will really collaborating with other influencers in your niche. Um, all of those things are what are going to really help you grow and get where you want to be and having patience because it takes time. Thank you so much for listening to the squats and margaritas podcast. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. So you never miss an episode and I'll see you next week for a brand new episode of squats and margaritas. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.